You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. Off the wall, out comes uh, the Wolves. Getting ahead, Byfield breaks in. Two storm after him, Byfield scores! Welcome to the OHL, Quinton Byfield. He dipped, he dangled, he buried top cheese. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Drops it back to Quinton Byfield. Byfield cuts through the neutral zone into the cold zone, blocks it, takes a shot, scored! Quinton Byfield! Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men, presented by Manscaped, an official partner of the LA Kings. Thanks to this revolutionary company, manscaping accidents are a thing of the past. Just get yourself the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside, you'll find products like their Lawnmower 3.0, which is advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't cut you. Everything you need to keep trimmed and smelling nice is in the Perfect Package 3.0. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code KINGSMEN at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com and use the code KINGSMEN. First round of the NHL entry draft isn't until October, but there's already been a ton of debate about who the Kings should select with the second overall pick. I'm not going to try and settle that debate, but to bring some much-needed perspective to it, I am going to seek out people that actually watch these kids night in and night out and see what they have to say about them. So with that in mind, we begin with Quinton Byfield. Joining me now, play-by-play announcers. We have two of them from the Sudbury Wolves, Brian Cooper. How are you doing today, Brian? Not bad. How are you doing? I'm excellent, thanks. And Mike Carafalides, how are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jesse, for having me. So the reason I wanted to talk to both of you guys is, um, look, as great as as guys like Scott Wheeler, Corey Pronman, uh, sorry, Chris Peters, um, oh, is it Scott Wheeler? Anyways, too many, too many of these guys now who who scout uh-huh. prospects for a living. But as great as all these guys are, it is still my belief that you need to talk to somebody who sees these players night in, night out game by game to really get a sense of what to expect. Um, It's very easy to sort of pull up some YouTube videos or watch some highlights or or drop in to see one or two games a season. But to get a real sense of the players, you need to get someone who covers the team uh, frequently. Now, Brian, you cover uh, mostly home games for Sudbury. Is that correct? That's right. I do do a little bit of traveling. Actually, I used to travel with the Wolves uh, on a full-time basis for about two seasons. And then my wife and I we had children, and, and uh, I also That'll do a morning it. show on a, a different radio as well. So I do home games and a little bit of road games, too. And, Mike, this is your second season covering uh, Sudbury on the road, correct? Yeah, this is my uh, second season, correct. So, uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Um, just a real simple question. How good is Quentin Byfield? Well, you know what? I come at this from a complete set. Whenever I, I call a game, I always try to have a very – uh, a neutral grounded broadcast. I like to call it like I see it. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously I, I technically work for the Sudbury Wolves, but if the Wolves are not having a great night, I will call it like I see it. And the same goes for individual players as well. And uh, watching Quentin Byfield for the last couple seasons has been an absolute treat. Um, there are, I've only, I mean, I think I've been doing play by play for, this might be my fifth or sixth year. I can't even remember how many years I've been doing it for, but um, there are certain players who have this very distinct ability to control the game, and uh, it is quite fascinating to watch. I remember, uh, I'm not going to necessarily compare him to a Connor McDavid, but I had a chance to see Connor McDavid play uh, when he played for the Erie Otters uh, a few years back now. 
And that was just kind of an example of seeing a player have the ability to control a game. And uh, we had a goaltender by the name of Uko Pekalukunen as well, who had the ability to do this. And uh, Byfield, he has this very distinct ability as well. Mike, maybe you'll agree with me, maybe not. Uh, Oh, I would say. Control control the the level of play on the ice. Uh, He uses his strength, his speed, and just his hockey sense to really have a massive impact on the ice. And it is absolutely fascinating to witness, especially when you're doing play-by-play. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, we've been spoiled. I would say spoiled probably the last uh, couple of years uh, watching this guy play. I mean, 6'4", 214 pounds, right? For a seventeen-year-old, sort of seventeen-year-old kid, it's like a man in a child's body, right? Um, I mean, you look at it this way: in his first year, what what did he have? So he had sixty-one points in sixty-four games, right? Uh, and he was rookie of the year in two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen season, right? Um, he came in, you know, I'll I'll say it this way: he came into the league just pretty much an offensive machine, coming out of uh, minor minor <laughs> minor midget, right? And then he um, he learned the two way game, and he, with his two way game, he learned the three. You know, Corey Stillman and stuff. Corey Stillman, uh, Daryl Moxham, and Zach Stortini, and he really upped his game to the next level. I mean, he just got bigger and stronger. I mean, this season, what do you have? I mean, eighty two points in forty five games, right? And he was even injured for a little bit with a wrist injury. So, I mean, Brian, you'll agree with me here, probably. I mean, if if he was not injured. Um, I think he might have been up there in maybe one or two and uh, 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 leading points for the OHL. Oh yeah, definitely. He was uh, he was on pace to do so, and, uh, and and like I said, I mean, obviously, you know, his teammates uh, were helpful in that as well. But when you look at his stats too, I mean, even his latest stats: uh, thirty-two goals, fifty assists. He was doing both. Some players, it's you know, they do majority of what they do is just assists, kind of setting up other players and. Uh, Quentin, he just has this ability to kind of do it all. He literally can do it all. And the thing that gets me is he's still so young. He's so young, and so it's it's really exciting to see, man, what is this kid capable of in the next in the next year, next two years? Mike, you mentioned uh, the injury. I'm looking at his numbers in 45 games. Uh, he scores 82 points, good for 14th overall in the league, but I believe fifth overall in points per game at 1.82. Now, Marco Rossi, uh, you know, is by far the leader at 2.143 points per game. How important is it to look at that per game number um, when considering a, a player's impact in the OHL? Well, I mean, you look at it this way with the, uh, you know, the 1.82, like you're saying, uh, the points per game. Uh, and you look at Marco Rossi, I mean, another dynamic player who's probably going to go top 10 in the NHL draft as well, right? Um, you know, Quinton Byfield is a year younger than these guys, right? You got to look at it this way. Going mm-hmm. into this draft class, uh, most of these guys, I'm pretty sure all of them, except for maybe, I think, three. I believe Mayan Mishek, I believe, is 17 going into this draft, or maybe he's 18. But anyway, so you got to look at it this way. He's a year younger than everyone else. He's a year younger than Lafreniere, right? And uh, 1.82 points per game. The guy was just dynamic on the ice. Um, I mean, he can see, he sees the whole the whole rink, right? I mean, uh, and you, get, you can't underestimate his speed. He's just a dynamic player um, with his speed as well. A lot of, a lot of teams... Um, underestimate his speed and stuff like that. But uh, I'll tell you, he's he's a quick, really, really quick player. 
And uh, his toughness was getting a lot better as well. Like a lot of people, a lot of people are saying now, a lot of scouts are saying, well, you know, his toughness isn't there. I've seen him and Brian can probably yeah. agree with me on this one. I've seen him lay out some guys. I saw this one hit in Windsor where he laid out a guy into the bench and it was mono a mono. They just kind of looked at each other and it was just like, boom, that's just on five on five. Right. So you cannot underestimate this guy's toughness. And you know what? He's just going to get better. And he, like I said, he's just a man in a child's body. So I, need, so I look at it that way. Let's talk about uh, my favorite stat that I dug up uh, looking uh, over scouting reports. In the one-month period that Byfield went to the World Juniors, Sudbury, without him, was outscored 32-19. to 19. The rest of the season, it outscored opponents 240 to 208. I mean, obviously he's going to be a high, high uh, draft pick in this year's draft. So, I mean, this is sort of an obvious question, but he is the team MVP, correct, Brian? I would say there's not a whole lot of argument against that. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning, an impact player. And, uh, you know, Mike brought up a good point about his toughness and how, yeah, a lot of scouts said, you know, he's not, he doesn't quite have his toughness up to par yet. And I, I still think there can be some, improvement on that sphere uh, sphere as well but man he when you factor in his size again his hockey sense um it's just it's 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 unreal that <laughs> his age um and i definitely definitely a valuable valuable asset to the uh, the Sudbury Wolves right now and has been too let's talk about some of the off ice stuff or some, how the off ice stuff impacts the on ice stuff uh, mike you watch him on the road you know, for a 17-year-old, you know, obviously these guys are, are getting – as each generation of player experiences, you know, the growing media landscape and everything, they get they get better and better and they come in more trained to handle adversity and, you know, road uh, settings, et cetera. But how is he on the road? How is he in hostile environments? Um, does it seem to impact him at all playing away from home? I'll tell you this, Jesse. On the road, seeing him, um, you know, at practices um, – Seeing him, the way he conducts himself, as you're saying, uh, with the players at meetings, at um, you know, at dinners, and all that kind of stuff, whatnot. He's straight faced. I think he has the best poker face. As in, you can't tell he's a pro, and he's always intense, and he's mm-hmm. always focused. It seems like to me. Yeah, he's um, locked in all the time. Always, absolutely, and you know, but he is really, really nice kid. He's very humble as well. Um, but off, off the ice, yeah, he carries himself as a pro. I think that's the word. As a 17-year-old, he is a definite pro. Um, talking to him, he would never um, uh, deny me of an interview. Uh, and Brian, you know, you can uh, agree with me on that one too as well. Um, right, so, you know, he never denied me an interview. He's always there, uh, always intense uh, during the practices, he, you know, uh, and he was a presence, you know, when he came in, it was funny. Like, I'll just tell you a funny story. Like you walk in, you're eating dinner or something inside the room. And all of a sudden Quentin walks in and it's just like, Oh, oh okay. You know, here comes, here comes Q. Right. And <laughs> everybody's focused, right. He's got that kind of impact on people, even on me. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Even I got focused when he came into the room. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of guy he is. He's an impact guy and everybody that's around him. Off the ice too, uh, they, they, you're totally impacted by it in a great, in a good way. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say too, just to piggyback on that, Mike, 
uh, was, I mean, I'm thinking of his age and already uh, a travel schedule for the Sudbury Wolves can be pretty tricky compared to some oh. other teams, even in their own division. And so that can be, that can be a stressor. That can be, um, you know, a pretty tough thing to handle as just even a young kid. But mm-hmm. uh, the amount of, I remember even seeing kind of from uh, kind of an outside perspective, the amount of, I know, interview requests and the amount of times, I think it was, I can't remember how many interviews he had, even to handle that and to learn how to handle that with some good discretion. Um, I mean, it's, I, I'm pretty. I, I admire him actually for for how he was ha- able to handle that. And obviously, he has helped behind the scenes to kind of uh, work through all that stuff as well. But once World Juniors came around, once you know, like NHL draft started being spoken about him, uh, so many people wanted to get a, a hold of him and talk to him. And being in you know late teens, like what a what a skill being able to handle that it, it is. Sudbury may not be the center of the hockey universe, but it's right up the street. Um, you know the OHL, obviously a ton of teams in the in the greater Toronto area. I've seen a lot of interviews, or at least read some uh, clips where he seems self aware. He seems self confident. Um, have you gotten a sense of of how he is handling this added attention of, of being a potential you know top five draft pick? Well, I'll I guess I'll start with that. Um, yeah, I think he's doing a great job. He doesn't. Like I said, like uh, like I said before, you can't really tell with him um, what's <laughs> on his mind or if he's nervous. I mean, if you were to play poker with this guy, and not saying I'm a poker player, I watch it on TV, <laughs> right? You know, the, the, you know, it's it's fun to watch it on TV, and you see those p- poker faces. You never know what rattles him, right? Because he's always the same guy he's always got that same demeanor he's always intense he's always uh making people around him better like i said but you, ne- you never know like it, it, it's just weird with him so <laughs> yeah and he handles and to piggyback what brian was saying about the interviews and stuff for a 17 year old the way he handles the interviews and handles the media is unbelievable i mean uh, there's so many people waiting for him i'll say for example when we get off the bus for example i'll say kingston uh we got off the bus in kingston oh my goodness there was such a lineup for for to, for kids they wanted his autograph right and you know he doesn't get he doesn't get uh, rattled or anything he doesn't say hey you know what sorry i got no time i'll sign a couple i'll walk in you know what he takes time to sign them all right yeah and and that's the thing about him and he, that, that's what makes him a pro. And he's just a, he's just a pro. And you know, that whole thing too, with uh, people waiting for him, that happens in almost every single rink. Yeah, exactly. You know, you go to Perry, you go to oh. North Bay or mm-hmm. even Sault Ste. Marie and people want, you know, there's kids up there who want his autograph. And, and I mean, I can, I mean, as a teenager, I'm sure that can be overwhelming too at some times. And, and his, his career, I feel like his hockey career is just, is is escalating and skyrocketing really really fast and he's been able to handle that in a professional manner you know i couldn't understand it actually and barry uh the one game that we did together when i went out to the bus and then you know funny story jesse and you know there's always the people waiting to sign the autographs and stuff and they're asking for quinton and i said no well i'll go i'll sign <laughs> i said i'll sign i go i'll sign and, and, the, and the, the kids are looking at me going what and then the players are walking by laughing you know and I said, well, c- come on, I'll sign it for you. And then they're like, whatever. I just walked away. I go, oh, yeah, he's coming, he's coming. But anyway, they don't want me to sign it. No takers, hey, Brian, huh? <laughs> Come on. 
Brian just walks by. Brian just Brian just he just keeps walking, right? Big I, times I, I, don't, I don't stop. I, I talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like to interact, right? It's fun that way. So yeah. Well, let's get a little bit into the weeds on his skill set. So I'm going to use Corey Pronman's scouting report because he he's nice enough to break it down into some numbers. They're subjective, but they're easy to follow. So he lists uh, Byfield skating. He gives him a grade of 55, which uh, he says as a, as above average for the NHL. But he ranks it at 60 if you take into account the fact that he's six foot four. So Brian, I mean, he is 17. Um, our own <laughs> our own Jim Fox. Uh, has said that he believes that a player's skating style is pretty much set by the time they're 18. But uh, how good is his skating, Brian? I I mean, I would say, yeah, he's 17, right? I mean, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. And uh, I remember being surprised even when I went to, I think I interviewed him maybe the first month or so, even I, I, even when he was younger. I couldn't believe how big this kid was. And I, I think that is definitely an area that could probably improve, but... He, for his age, for his size, man, the guy can move. <laughs> it's, I mean, trying to find a weakness in the guy is, is sometimes challenging too. But um, I just, this kid's going to grow still, and uh, and I, I, I think he's going to get faster and uh, almost more untouchable. He's already pretty fast, though, eh? Well, I would say. I remember. I'm going to piggyback a little bit again with Brian saying, but I'll tell you what. I remember calling actually his first OHL goal in Guelph. Uh, and that was uh, game one of the OHL season in uh, 2000, the 2018 season, right? Or t- was it 2000? Yeah, 2018. Um, he broke away just the dynamic speed for a 16-year-old. And I was even like, my jaw dropped. It, he, he skated by two Guelph defensemen right in between them. The Guelph defensemen are just kind of like, whoa, what's going on? Forehand, backhand, good night for your first OHL goal. Um that set the tone right there for me, seeing his speed. Uh-huh. He's so quick and underestimated. I'll tell you, there's a lot of scouts out there that are underestimating his speed. And he's just, Brian, and Brian's right, how he's just going to get better with his speed. And again, he's only 17. He's going to get faster and bigger. Based on the uh, the clips I saw and some of the reports I read, it's not just sort of point-to-point speed. It's also... The ability to to turn on a dime, to stop, to cut. I mean, Brian, how how, how diverse is his skill set when it comes to just skating? Uh, I would say it's pretty diverse. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like we saw, again, the majority of the games that I did were at home at the Sudbury Community Arena. I did a little bit um, on the road. I would cover the games in uh, Ariel, Sault Ste. Marie, and, and North Bay. Um, <clears throat> I would say... I mean, yeah, there were moments, I think, where it was because uh, he's, he's an incredible player. There were moments that you would see, all right, he's only 16. All right, he's <laughs> barely 17 years old because there's a play there that you can tell was maybe more of a, um, for lack of a better word, a selfish play as they would use in hockey, obviously. And I think every player goes through that development process. But overall, the kid is so diverse and uh, he has he just has incredible vision for the ice and finding his teammates, and it, it, it is quite something to see. So let's, sorry, uh, Mike, we'll transition into puck skills now. Pronman rates him uh, 65. This is out of 80, by the way, not 100. I'm not sure why he chose that um, <laughs> that spread, but uh, he says he has truly elite hands, uh, and he considers it the most impressive part of his skill set. Now, it's not often that you see a guy at six foot four have um, great hands as well. I mean, you mentioned um, Connor McDavid earlier. Brian, but uh, Mike, you know, 
being able to skate quickly, but also think quickly and, and move the puck quickly are, are pretty rare, but to combine them is even rarer still. Um, would you say his stick handling is, you know, very good, excellent, elite? Where would you rate that? Um, I would say elite. I would definitely say elite right now. Not just saying that because I work for the Subway Wolves or anything like that. And I would say if it's uh, not good, <laughs> but it's elite. It's elite. He, I've seen him stick handle, <laughs> stick handle around guys, uh, make them fall down, uh, put it off the boards for himself, and then still stick handling, go around the net, maybe about three times around the world, still has the puck on his stick. And skate, just skating around, stick handling. Guys are trying to take it off, and he's skating back and forth, stick handling. I've I've never seen a 17 year old stick handle like this. And I'm going to compare in the OHL to uh, Connor McDavid. This is this is, and he's just going to get better at that skill. I mean, <laughs> I was just blown away by stick handling. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it comes down to his his strength and his speed and his vision. Everything combined, it's it's it really again is something special to witness. Let's talk about uh, the shot. Uh, Pronman ranks it as a 60, 60 again, which is like top third in, by his rating system. Um, does he have a, a shot that he leans on more than others, Brian? Uh, well, it's funny because <laughs> now that I'm thinking of Quentin Byfield, the shot that I am – I. I visualize him making majority as like a quick snapshot or like a wrist shot type thing. Cause I don't see him take a whole lot of slap shots, but uh, his accuracy is, 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 uh, is real good. Obviously I, I would say, yeah, when it comes to the majority of his shots that he takes, probably uh, the wrist shot snapshot, Mike, would you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent. I was just thinking, I was just shaking my head. Yes, yes, yes. Everything you're saying, actually <laughs> the number one shot would definitely be the snapshot that I picture in my mind him going to. The only time I, I see him taking a slap shot is when he was on the point on the power play, right? Mm. Uh, because he was, you know, he's a guy that uh, quarterback the power play as well sometimes, right? I mean, uh, Corey Stillman would throw five forwards out there and and uh, Byfield uh, would be on the point. And that's the only time I would see him take a slap shot. Other than that, it was always a, a quick snapper. And boy, it was always labeled for the top corner or uh bottom corner he always knew where that shot was going and uh you, most of the time it went in the net <laughs> mm-hmm. that's for sure let's move to physicality next pronman lists it at 65 which is uh, a bit better than most of the other stuff now there's two different kinds of physicality there's proactive and reactive and i think most people see a body like quentin byfield has you know he's six foot four 200 and whatever it is pounds and they want you know maybe like an eric lindros type who's going to throw around his his frame and and dominate you know in the boards and and sort of bully players around but there's also you know reactive puck protection fighting off uh, defenders etc he doesn't strike me as you know a big bruising type of guy but is he able to use his frame brian to protect the puck to keep defenders off of him you know in conjunction with his speed oh 100 100 percent. and uh, going back again to his size his frame his uh, his hockey sense. We saw. It. I feel like uh, Mike agree with me, disagree, <laughs> whatever you'd like. It won't bother me. Um, okay. I I feel like as uh, this past season progressed, and especially when he came, got back from injury, uh, I feel like we saw that even more from him as his game was improving. Uh, mm-hmm. The ability to really protect the puck 
and to use his body more. It was almost like he started to understand more, hey, this is what I'm capable of doing, uh, not only kind of defending myself, defending the puck as well, and using it to my advantage. It's, it's- yeah, I, know. I totally agree with you. I mean, he has the ability to use light, utilize his physical tools in space, right? I mean, that's a big attribute to his game. And you know what? He's constantly looking to send pucks into dangerous uh, levels of the ice as well, you know? And, uh, but his, uh, his size, man, he just got better and better during the year, uh, with him using it. I mean, his rookie year, he kind of didn't really use his physicality that much in his rookie year, but this year he used it in the beginning of the year a little bit. And then he just got more physical, more physical, more physical. And like I said earlier, I seen him just wallop a guy into, (laughs) I can't remember the Windsor player into the Windsor bench. And my jaw just dropped, and I actually didn't say a word for about two minutes because I was worried about the Windsor player if he was okay. Right? But it was mano a mano. It wasn't a dirty hit at all, right? But, uh, yeah, he just got better and better, and I'll tell you, with his physicality. Well, and I was going to say, too, with that, I, uh, the game, some of the games I saw at the Sudbury Arena, I know the fans would typically just erupt because when you see a player like that, you don't often think of, of that particular player throwing those big thunderous hits. And uh, I feel like it was, you know, it, it was almost like Quentin liked to surprise the fans every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe he That's true. Box and he just had an opportunity to, come, yeah. you know, just throw his body around in a, in a completely legal way, not dirty or anything. That's like right. That. And, and uh, knowing how to kind of uh, get some more momentum on his team's favor. But I will say his, in regards to his physicality, his board plays is, is a huge part of his game. Because I'm just visualizing now Quentin kind of cycling around with the puck. And he utilizes the boards, he utilizes his body so well to shield uh, the puck from defenders. And he's able to just kind of propel himself away from the boards, away from other players. And uh, and just, he becomes a puck, like a magnet for other players where they just kind of look at him and say, you can tell what's going through their mind. Like, what are you going to do right now? I have no idea. And he just has that ability. Absolutely. And I, I just a little just a little piggyback again, what you're saying. Uh, you look at it this way, Byfield into this draft. I mean, with guys like Tim Stutzel uh, that are probably going to go top three as well, uh, who will go top three. That's what makes Byfield better than Stutzel to me, the way I feel in this draft because of his size, the way he's physical on the puck, the way he's able to shield the puck and protect it. And and that's one of Stutzel's uh, downfalls, they're saying, is his physicality. And and Byfield has that. So, uh, and a lot more than a lot of the players in the top 10 as well. So, I mean, uh, yeah. He's, he's going to be a high pick, that's for sure. And that's what separates him, is his size and his physicality. It always strikes me as an odd criticism. I mean, Kings fans are very familiar with uh, large centermen. Obviously, Andre Kopitar, six foot four. Jeff Carter, I think either six foot three or six foot four. Now, Gabriel Velarde, um, also six foot four. But when the Kings were contending for the Stanley Cup, Right. The 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 book on them was, oh, they're a big, tough, heavy team. They wear you down. But it's not like Anshay Kopitar was throwing out body checks left and right. It's not like Jeff Carter was punishing people in the corners. They were just they were just big. Um, And they left it to guys like Muzzin and Mitchell and Scuderi and, you know, King and Nolan to to dole out hits like that. Um, So, I mean, it sounds like Byfield would fit in perfectly. Let's talk about his hockey sense because that's the area that I see him getting the most criticism. And uh, it makes me, frankly, a little uncomfortable just because of um, 
without dwelling on it too much, the racial element, the, the notion of Stutzla as the intellectual, skilled player and Byfield as the physical marvel. Um, not saying that this is why these um, evaluations are handed out, but it does just sort of fit a historical trend that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but Brian, we'll start with you. Hockey sense. I mean, it, it feels like people are just trying to find reasons not to anoint this kid as perfect. <laughs> I agree. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and, and like I said, you know, it's like with any, any young player, there's always, there's always going to be something that you're like, you know what, that's, you know, that obviously needs to improve on his game a little bit. And uh, I think I, I alluded to it kind of briefly earlier in our conversation that uh, there were times, especially uh, whether it be kind of early last season or even the year before where you kind of saw him and you said, like, this kid is amazing, but you could tell his age kind of shone through a little bit. There was a play that maybe, you know, you could tell he, he just kind of held onto the puck a little bit longer than he probably should have. Um, but I, I would say his hockey sense is real good. I mean, I know we were just talking about his shots um, a few minutes ago. I know his shot, he's been compared to uh, the likes of even Ovechkin or Austin Matthews. Wow. Uh, but his hockey sense is really good and and i honestly even this past year even with that time of injury i saw an incredible improvement in quentin and uh, i know the time i was really curious coming back from the world juniors when uh you know there's a whole lot of criticism on him because you know he had i think it was the last game or so he had what one shift or something and he was the fourth liner uh there was so much criticism and I was like, how is he going to react or how is this going to affect his game coming back to Sudbury? And and honestly, his hockey sense, I just honestly saw a constant improvement, even though there was that whole situation. Um, that was my own personal take anyways. His hockey sense is is is, is really good. And, and again, I just I really did see an improvement. Yeah, he, I mean, we're talking about the world juniors. I mean, look at it this way, too. He didn't like you like you said he was playing on the fourth line but he didn't really play that much in the world juniors right no um, yeah. because you know he played for Dale Hunter and uh Dale Hunter you know heck of a coach of course you know his everybody knows his resume with the London Knights um probably you know always a winner um what but you know he didn't play that much but uh, you look at it this way the projected number 1 pick this year Alexis Lafreniere didn't play that much either for the world in the world juniors for team Canada when he was 17. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and he just, you know, ripped it up pretty much in the queue. And that's pretty much what uh, Quinton did. You know, like, you know, he took that as an experience. He was happy to win the gold medal to be a part of it. And, you know, like I said, he didn't play that much. He could have played more, but he did it. Uh, that's Dale Hunter's decision, obviously, but, uh, you know, he came back and he was just the same guy. It didn't take him long to get back to where he was. That's for sure. Uh, as an elite player. Let's read a quote real quick from Corey Stillman, coach of the Sudbury Wolves. He says, quote, Quinton has a complete game. He can play in all situations. He's big. He's strong. He skates extremely well for a big guy. He makes plays. He makes people around him better. When he wants to, he can go win a game by himself. He hounds pucks. He creates turnovers by himself through his skating and how strong he is. Now, I'm going to focus in on four little words from that quote, which is when he wants to. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) I'll start with you, Mike. Uh, We know he's dealt with uh, we know he's dealt with injury with, uh, you know, being into the spotlight. 
I'm a firm believer in will beats skill. Um, is that when he wants to include it in that quote because maybe he needs to get to a point where he wants to every night, or is that just you know, is that just a toss away modifier? I think that was a toss away modifier. I don't think where you know, I, th- I think he's at that. He's going to get to that point. Already, excuse me, he already is at that point, and he's going to get even better than that. How many? Big goals did he score this year for the Sudbury Wolves? Um, I mean, for to take the lead, to tie the game, he was always out there in big situations. I think Stillman, everything he said was he nailed it, right? Um, I mean, he played every situation. He played the power play. He played uh, uh, penalty kill. He played, uh, you know, five on five. He was dynamic, but... Uh, you know, just to talk about when he wanted to, you know, I, I don't think he meant anything by that. That's for sure, Corey Stillman. Um, I think that, you know, I feel that he he played 100% every time he got on the ice, you know, and and, still, and, and everybody will attribute to that as well, right? You know, Stillman will say the same thing. So, uh, but he's dynamic, man. He's something else. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if he goes number one. You never know. Well, obviously, he's a Kings fan. <laughs> That oh one. right, okay. <laughs> then I guess that means we get Lafreniere. Uh, <laughs> you never the, know, right? You never yeah. know the way this, it's going. I mean, especially in drafts. But this year is a great, a great, um, um, a great draft for the OHL this year. That's for sure. Lots of old, good OHL talent are probably going to go top ten. So you'll get a good, you'll get a good player up there. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Um, a quote from Quentin Byfield, Brian, I always want to be the first guy on the puck. I'm never afraid of going into a battle. I like to play fast. I want to use my speed to win races and use my speed to set up my teammates. We've heard a ton, especially out here in L.A., about the the changing landscape of the NHL, moving away from slow, plodding, big guys that can hit you know, to, to quick, fast, little speedy players. But, of course, you see the St. Louis Blues, the Washington Capitals win using – a combination of size and skill is a player like Quinton Byfield more or less valuable if the league does in fact move to this smaller, more skilled um, model that people are talking about. Cause I mean, apparently he is fast and skilled. He just has it in a huge frame. Yeah. I would say it's uh, hugely valuable for, uh, for a club to get their hands on, on Quinton Byfield. He does have the, you know, as we've mentioned a few times in this conversation, the ability to, to just fly down the ice. He's got the ability to have real soft hands as well. Uh, playmaking ability is, is unreal. And, you know, say he goes to LA, say he goes to a different club, whatever it might be. I, I feel like he has the diverse skill set to, to fit in almost anywhere. And um, cause he's not just a big four, you know, who's maybe a little slower. He is fast. He is strong on his feet. He's going to get stronger on his feet and he's going to develop even more skill set as well. Um, I, I would see, you know, when you take in, take in just because we're talking with you, obviously, the uh, the L.A. puzzle, I think he would be a great piece of that puzzle. And you look at it, you look at the the prospects that the L.A. Kings have in their pool right now. I mean, you look at Jacob Bingham. There's one. Akil Thomas. There's another. If if like I said, if I don't know for sure, if, you know, of course, if he goes if he goes to the L.A. Kings. Um, as well, I mean, man, the LA Kings are really stocked up right now in draft in prospects. Uh, and if they if they draft Quinton Byfield, man, oh man, 
<laughs> there's another one just added to your to your pool. Yeah. You got, and the LA Kings can be dominant for years to come. And just to say about Byfield as well, I mean, again, you know, I mentioned about his two-way game. And you know what? If you ask him, you ask anybody, he always gives credit to the coaching staff for that, especially yeah. Corey Stillman, former NHLer. Um, and he'll mention that in TV interviews as well, um, how much he's improved with that. And uh, I'll tell you, if the Kings get him, what a pool you guys are. I keep saying you guys, like I, like I work for you guys, <laughs> but I don't. But anyway, because, you know, because I see the L.A. Kings there anyway. But anyway. Uh, yeah, no, but if, if the L.A. Kings get uh, Quinton Byfield, what a, what a pool of prospects uh, the Kings have. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks Not for having problem. me, Jesse. You, you keep safe up there in, in California, my man. I yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing all right in my room. I don't know about what happens outside these four walls, but uh, we're, yeah, we're safe. We're safe in that's here. That's it. Yeah, good man. I'm, that's good to hear. I, I got I got one kid as or one child as well. I got a boy, baby boy as well. With uh, you know, me and Brian, we always talk about um, parenting and stuff. And I don't know. In the beginning, you know, and with COVID, it was tough to take them outside, obviously, and stuff like that. But now the parks are opening here slowly but surely, and. And uh, I think I'm going to take him to the park. Not today because it's too hot. Uh, <laughs> he'll probably, you know, want to go home. He'll get too tired or something. Actually, he won't get tired. Daddy will get tired. So <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, thanks I for having me, Jesse. And uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And sad. all the best to you and be well. I'm in northern Ontario. So it's uh, we're already pretty secluded up here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got, I've got three little ones. And, you know, you just do whatever you can to be safe. And uh, life is busy already with, with hockey. With I do a morning show here full time as well. And being a dad to three is, is very, very busy. But yes. Uh, but yeah, be safe um, where you are. And uh, just encourage everybody to do what they need to do to stay safe. Will do, and if it does come to pass that uh, Quentin Byfield is drafted by the LA Kings but spends one more year in Sudbury, we expect to talk to both you gentlemen plenty uh, in the days to come. Please do. Great. I'm always up for it. We're always up for a conversation. (laughs) 